0: guys, here we are again. I'm your host, Clem Harrod, giving you another episode of the Production Channel Podcast. I am here with Mickey Rasta. Mickey is a member of the IATSE Labor Union, stagehand labor union of the Local 720 in Vegas. Did I get that correct? Yeah, that's fine. That sounds great. All right, all right. So Mickey and I worked together, um, I believe it was uh, last year, in... Vegas. I was working at the Venetian um, HP convention. He was helping me out with some stuff on the on the showroom floor. I was doing some projection work, and then once again, just finished up a convention um, for Microsoft in Vegas at the Venetian again. And what a huge help! You know, Mickey was managing his guys, managing the different people coming in and signing in, assigning people to me to help me out. And man, he just knows. He just knows the whole labor union um, aspect of the industry. I work in Florida, which is a right to work state, and just trying to get that understanding of what it is that a union is um, you know bam, here we go, Mickey, help us out, break it down
1: so with um our our union we uh we get dispatched and uh, the whole thing to uh, help, and uh we fight for you know, equal for everybody trying to make sure that guys are getting taken care of. We can benefit the client, you know, bridge all those gaps and try to make, you know, it's just another way of uh, labor to come in. You know, we take classes. We're certified. This is the stuff we do. We're as our specialty in that kind of field, in those fields is a stagehand, you know, rigging, lighting, audio, video, all those things that we do, movies. We're trained in those fields to act those, um, uh, uh, tasks out. And, uh, that's you know, those are what we're trying to do.
0: Yeah. So how did you get your start in the industry?
1: Uh mine's a little weird. My um my dad was a stagehand. He was a carpenter for a couple shows. Mm-hmm. And when he retired, as I was hitting eighteen, he offered he said we're gonna sign you up to local seven twenty. Really had no interest at the time. <laughs> you know, I was eighteen, did other things to do in my life. And he was like, This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing, and uh, we, I was uh, doing it on Thursday. I think I was signing in, <laughs> and I happened to find out my uncle was a stagehand who ran the Sands Convention Center at the time. Okay. So I had a gig the next day after I signed in and
0: uh, spent the next 17 years doing it. Wow, wow. And talking about, talking about somebody getting you in and telling you how, this is, how it works, that's, that's got to be great to have that guiding light, not just from your dad, but from your uncle as well.
1: Oh, it, having getting to be with the guys that I got to be with on my rise in the union was amazing. I had like one of the top, top union guys surrounding me in every craft, and it was mm-hmm. just amazing to, to, to sponge and collect all that intel from all the great guys that were there doing the job, showing me all their tricks, all those things. It's just amazing to have them near me.
0: Yeah, so w- w- what do you remember about that day one? Or the signing up process, actually, yeah, that, that, that Thursday. What was that all about?
1: So, you know, go in, you do your uh, your your uh, report of, okay, can you do any – I could do nothing on the sheet. It was, the guy was <laughs> like, you need to get some skills. I had nothing. So it's like, can you do this? Nope, 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 nope. You know, just sign my name and, and that whole thing. You know, stood in line with a bunch of guys when it was uh, – we call them um, open sign-ins so people come in and put their application in and uh you know that whole thing but i mean i had no skills nothing just my name and a bunch of no's on a page and now, now is this 17- showing
0: up at a union hall or yes. was this showing up on a job site no we were at uh, we were at the union hall signing in okay okay so then yeah like you said you're in line and then um and you're, and you're understanding, at that moment, you're understanding what you don't know.
1: <laughs> yes. I'm like, I have no idea what, what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm here. You know, okay, I'm just doing this fall the routine, just like, you know, you're in school. Go this way to the cafeteria. All right, just stay waiting in line kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Did all that, and, you know, next day, uh, came out, uh, pushed some boxes around the building. Uh, was my first day. Then waited a couple weeks, got another little gig, and just slowly, you know, got my career going
0: Mm, mm. and 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 did you have an idea of where you wanted to go or was it your dad and your uncle kind of pushing you in the right direction
1: um i wanted to be a musician you know i I was uh i had a band at the time and was trying to get that established and using the union side as i was working to pay for that lifestyle you know because it, uh, it was very um, lucrative at the time. So, you know, you get a couple days, you make a good chunk of change. You could use that to float for the month while you were recording or writing songs or trying to do shows. So I did that for the first four years of trying to find out what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And around 2002, I basically made my stand of, okay, I'm a stagehand. And I took the craft really seriously and started diving into the fields and checking, getting decent in rigging, getting decent in lighting, getting decent in carpentry, trying to find my niche of where I wanted to end up for my career.
0: Right, right. So as you said, you know, you began to take it seriously um, and and you were, okay, getting decent at everything, right? So being as a stagehand in the local 720 stagehand, is it just to be able to assist the specialties across the board? Would that be a good way to put it or Um, how would you describe it?
1: It's, you know, the normal thing in anything. It's who you know, like any other craft. You know, know the right guys, have them take care of you. You know, you excel at certain things, and then you find your little niches in between them. So And then you get your work from that. Like, if you're really good at lighting, then you'll start hanging out with guys that do lighting and start working that train. Mm-hmm. You go with rigging guys, you'll start doing that stuff with rigging guys. It all goes in that pot. And okay. then it all depends who the lead is, and then the leads build their crew. And if you impress them, you keep working. Okay. They'll, they'll call you and, and use you on the next gig.
0: Okay, so then, then you become more specialized in a certain area, and then you start to continue to get those calls for rigging stagehand, for video stagehand, projection stagehand. Does it break down into those type of specialties? Correct. Okay.
1: Yes, correct.
0: Okay. Yeah, see, and like I said, you know, I'm in I'm Florida. We're right to work state. I believe Nevada is as well, correct? We are too. Okay, we are okay. Too. And I've just never been in the, because I started my career um, working with one specific company, and then it just continued in that way, so I never did the union route, so, you know, for somebody, say somebody coming in off the street who's, or in out of school who's interested, you know, this is an option for them to go a union route, and...
1: Yes, and it um, there's a lot of perks if you get it and it's, it's, it is a long process to get in and make, and be established to make what you need to make, but, in the long run, you know, we get retirement, we get health and welfare. We there's all those perks on top of the hourly wage, which makes it very appealing to stay and be a union guy and have that because you're protected. Your your jobs have to go a certain way. You know, you we have rules that help us help us help the client put us in a box so that it, we know what can, can and cannot be done
0: mm-hmm.
1: in an area, those kind of things.
0: What's an example?
1: Um we, like, we protect our, our jurisdiction, what well, we consider our jurisdiction, so like when you guys are in our rooms in Venetian Ballroom, you're really not allowed to touch anything, attach anything to the trusses, those kind of things. It, it gives us making sure that our guys are there to make sure that happens, so that it keeps more guys on our end working, mm-hmm. so that a company can't just bring in 100 guys and do the show without union representation, because we have the jurisdiction for that particular property.
0: Right. But it also seems like it might be beneficial for the property as well. So you don't have people just coming in who don't know the specs of, say, the said facility or people who might not have the the appreciation for taking care of the property. And you kind of like that buffer to make sure that things are done the right way. Would you say that?
1: Yes, that's correct. So like when we rig off the ceiling, we're very particular in how we rig per, per, per property to make sure we don't damage anything so that we can continue putting shows in and out all the time, you know what I mean? Yeah. We want to make sure it's safe and, and all that stuff. So we do that.
0: Yeah, and now I, can't, I can't not remember his name for the, for the sake of me right now, but um, the, the rigger who was in my room, in teaching, um is it Josh?
1: Josh yeah. was a production rigger.
0: Yes, yeah, 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 he's awesome guy. Great help, great help. And there was a, some looking at my projection trust and there was a straight line and I wanted to then be able to pick over the drape line you know the drape line was in between the truss and backstage, and you know he helped me to understand that there's a point there, an eye bolt that wouldn't normally be there um you know he'll check to see if we can you know work that and put that eye bolt there to then help me out, but there were parts of the building that I just didn't understand, but he knew who to go to, and I guess having that local help is a is a key factor in in bringing in outsiders
1: yeah it uh because we have the local we know that building we we work in those buildings all the time. So we have all, we know where we can hang, we know where we can't hang. Mm-hmm. We know how to make sure the client gets what he needs to provide whatever you guys need to make sure your job gets done. Right. Now, Those
0: how, kind of things. Now, because you're local 720, right? And that's local 720 being Las Vegas. How does it break down to other cities?
1: Well, local one, I believe, is in New York. Uh, and then each one has its own local, and each, lo- each state does it a different way. Mm-hmm. Like local three, local one, all those big ones, they have a little more because it's not to right to work, so mm-hmm. it helps the union more has a more of a bite over this the city, mm-hmm. so that they get more work. You know, and there's those pros and cons to union non union kind of things. I'm very union because it's it's paid me very well and it's done mm-hmm. very good to me, and I'm very happy to support and be part of my union. So uh, that's for me. Is why I've stayed and, and done it is because it gave me opportunities I never would have had.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. it's
1: given me a lot of nice items in my life that I've never would have had otherwise.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: you know, I, I, it's given me an opportunity for having a high school degree and just a high school degree to make really good money. Mm-hmm. You know, got skilled at this and have had work from this because of it,
0: mm-hmm. and have benefits as well as you were saying, right? And have benefits.
1: You know, I have a retirement plan worked out. I have another account on top of it, growing money. I it's really nice having all those on the back end, and I just all I have to do is worry about getting work.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. And so, do you do you um, seek out your own work, or does the work or do the assignments come to you? At the moment,
1: so far in my life, the assignments have come to me. Mm -hmm. I've been I've have a good reputation at the time that I get phone calls of Hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that?" So I have that. I have not really at the moment been fishing for work okay. as, as a term we use. Um, I've been fortunate to just have them come to me.
0: Now, how does one go about fishing for work as as being a union member?
1: Um, knowing the right guys who have all the shows, mm-hmm. some, some of the production guys and that. And you get in those little loops and those little uh, groups that get – that get. basically whoever has a show put builds the crew for the most part. Okay. So if the guy who runs the show likes you, more than likely you'll be on the sh- on the gig with
0: them. Okay. And it kind of seems like similar to a freelance world, um, where it's like I have to kind of seek out shows as well.
1: And it's it's yes and no. I mean, if when uh, sometimes we'll do fifty fifty. Some properties have fifty fifty, so some guys will be requested and some won't. We have we have a rights. We have a um, letter of request that's usually in our halls used a little more than some halls other halls would like to say Mm -hmm. but we do have a big uh letter request type business going on at the moment yeah and then when that does it when you only have 20 guys and you can only fill 10 the hall will fill 10 people of quality quality guys and send them out to fill the calls so the hall does both. How we'll let guys that you choose, and then other times they will fill the spot. So if I'm not working, I can just sign in, and then whatever they need a rigor, I can get my name will get pulled, and I'll go do that job.
0: Yeah. Now you mentioned you've mentioned hall a couple of times, and I believe that is an actual physical building, correct? Yes. Yes. So so describe describe the feeling of the hall, or what goes on in the hall.
1: We do our meetings. We have business in and out of there. We have our dispatch there. Our office stuff, um, you know, for payroll, problems with that. They have a little building. We have a, um, a nice little meeting room in the back where we do our meetings and talk about our problems and that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but We have a big, nice little layout on South Valley View in Vegas.
0: Okay. Do you all have ever have times where you all come together on a social aspect at the hall, or is that more so done outside?
1: More so done outside at the typical places, you know, the bars and that kind of thing
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i've been i've mentioned before you know a lot of times I know techs like their dive bars, yes, and they like to you know to convene and uh i know I see that you're a gamer, you're into your gaming yes very much yeah yeah, and uh I know you did mention how um you know you tend to get off work and you kind of relax by gaming and stuff like that do you tend to uh get up with some of your guys there as well
1: oh yes yeah, so i have uh we were laughing a couple years ago where we had about eight or nine of us playing the same game and our boss at the time we were laughing that's going to come on and just give us callbacks or work from <laughs> in the game going okay you you eight come to work tomorrow at this time
0: because
1: you know all eight of us are playing the same game and we were all in the same loop and our boss was knew about it, so we were just laughing about that one day. It might have happened.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then I could see if that happens, and like, oh, I know why you're tired, because you were up all night playing. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's great, man. That's great. So wh- where do you see your career going? Um, are you considered, like, a lead or w- on different jobs?
1: Uh, depend- I have worked my way up to an HTD, so I basically manage the crew um, and interact with the clients. Mm-hmm. One of my titles... Um, At this point, I'm just kind of floating. Yeah. Um, There was some changes at the property, and I'm just trying to find my niche in that property to see Mm -hmm. what um, my plans are for the future, because I haven't really decided what my next step is going to be.
0: Right. Just
1: trying to maintain at at this particular moment in my career.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's always, as a freelancer, I deal with some of those challenges as well with transition and and certain production companies, which is maybe a show that I've done several years in a row that shows no longer with that production company. So that might not be work that I'm getting. Um, And then also just sometimes becoming stagnant um, and the other people coming in. So there's all there's constant change in this industry, not to mention technology and stuff like that.
1: All the time, never it never stops. It just keeps moving <laughs> forward, and you gotta stay hang on. It's like riding a bull. You just gotta keep hanging on, trying to find the next niche or the next gig or the next way to stay stay afloat.
0: Yeah. And what way do you um, then further educate yourself to be prepared for that transition?
1: Well, for me right now, I'm um, getting ready to start looking into doing vector works and AutoCAD and start drawing, start more designing. Mm-hmm. So I've been working on that aspect of bettering my career, taking some classes that um, for the ETC, getting some more certifications under my belt, so my resume looks a little sweeter when I uh, when I'm looking for work.
0: Right, right. Now, are those things that you have to come out of pocket for?
1: Um, if you in where the union works, if uh, you pay the first, I believe I forget the numbers for ETC, and I don't want to. I don't know when someone's going to listen to, this, so I'm not going to say. <laughs> but X right. amount of you pay X amount of num- money. If you pass the test, the hall will reimburse you. Okay. If you've passed the test, so if you fail, it's on you. You pay the refee. fee, and then once you pass, the hall will reimburse you for, on our end, on certain tests.
0: Right. So that's a benefit then. To um, that's a huge benefit to be able to have that investment or reinvestment back into you. You put you put the money out there, and then if you do, you show yourself worthy as far as passing it. Then it's reimbursed to you and saying, attaboy. a boy." Correct, and we
1: also have <laughs> classes that benefit uh, each field. Like we have audio, video classes, projection classes, rigging, mm-hmm. lighting, you know, things to better our career too. Just from the hall, right? And being a part of that, we get those, we get options to those classes. Yeah, you know, to benefit, so you can get the cards in all fields, so you can be more a well-rounded stagehand and know everything. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I really should start paying attention about audio and video, but I've made my money hanging things more than running
0: things. Okay. And you saying hanging things, meaning rig- on the rigging side?
1: Yeah, like, you know, hanging your projectors, hanging audio points, mm-hmm. hanging screens, you know, hanging hanging stuff in my field, you know, as a rigger, I've I've excelled more at that than running anything. So I've never needed to run audio or video because I've made a living not. Right. Right. And at this point in my career I've stayed to the three fields that I've chosen and I've made a decent I've make a great living just doing those three things.
0: Yeah, yeah, I understand. I I, I definitely feel very fortunate and blessed as well to have the uh, opportunity to focus on projection. I was doing camera work for sports for quite some time, but then to switch over to projection and and for it to continue, I totally get it. Um, There was a gentleman that I met while uh, loading in your show or the the show at the Venetian. Um, His name was Paul, and he was asking me some questions about projection and how I got my start, stuff like that. And then he was telling me about taking classes, or he was getting ready to take classes with um, the local.
1: Yeah, and then that's once he gets that and takes it, he'll have a card. And then as he signs in and work appears, he'll get that work. You know, mm-hmm. he'll come in and start being projectionist and work his way up from there.
0: Now, and after you get certified on a certain thing, does your rate then change overall, or is it just based off of the jobs that you take?
1: The way we're set up right now, it is off of the job you're doing.
0: Yeah, yeah, which makes sense because you don't want to get paid for something that you're not doing that day. Some like it that way, you know. Some
1: like some love the higher rate as much as possible for whatever the task is,
0: <laughs> or, or or the double dip.
1: Yes. <laughs> so you know those kind of things, but you know the way we have it set up, each position has a rate, and if you want the higher rate, you get those tasks. Right. So like a, right. a, a operator, a board op in lighting makes a certain amount of money where an assistant and electrics will not like a head and assistant will not make those numbers the same hourly wage. And that's how you can get further on is you end up doing your work to get to that position to get to the higher rate. And then once you have it, Mm -hmm. then you can go and that's what you do.
0: Okay. Okay. Now, um, the gentleman who was helping me in the, in the lift, do you remember his name? Old guy, Cali, Ben, Ben, Is it Ben. Yes. Oh, yes. man, what a great guy. What a great um, person to ride around in a lift with all day. <laughs> and, and do you have a lot of those type of um, people working with you, like the older gentlemen who are just, like, insightful or just great energy to be around?
1: We have a few, and then we have some that are not so nice and uh, <laughs> more moody than others. But, you know, sometimes you get lucky that people vibe with certain people. You know, it's just like anything in high school. You, you gravitate to the guys that fit your mold and, and conversation piece. Yeah. So, you know, every day we have some that get along and some that don't, unfortunately. You
0: know? Yeah. Now, as a, as a lead and somebody who's placing people with other do you, others, do you ever take that in consideration all, on who would yes, work well? Yes,
1: all the time. When I put my crews together, I take a lot of time on who, who's going to fight with who, who's going to get along, what's going to get, how the client's going to be. There's a lot of thought process on my end when I start putting names on a piece of paper.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it's, it's, a, it's important to understand your brother and understand who your brother can play in the sandbox with.
1: <laughs> Correct, because you don't want the... For one, so I've been doing HP for a while. I've, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I've gotten to be a bit tedious for the last couple of years. And I've got the luxury of putting the crews together for it. And me and my partner that work on it, we spend a lot of time making sure that there's no drama within it because HP as a client are particular in how they like their things done. They mm-hmm. want to get things done in a certain order. So we try our best to make sure that there's no one adding any wrenches or anything to stop the clock from moving and keeping the clock on order just to make sure everything runs as smooth as possible.
0: Right, right. And, and, and running as smooth as possible, you know, you said you started your career, uh, what, 17 years ago? Yes. Yeah, so starting your career 17 years ago and thinking about running as smooth as possible as we close out, what would be something that you would tell yourself 17 years ago to prepare for for today?
1: Be patient would be my first one. Be patient, uh, enjoy the time that you're there and what you're doing and and find that middle ground of not just focusing on work, not just focusing outside of work, trying to find a balance in between the two and be patient that in time it will all come and all the rewards you were looking for will come your way.
0: That's awesome. I mean, on on that note, I I think we just close it out. There's nothing left to say. (laughs) All right. Well, it it was a pleasure. Yeah, Mickey Rossa, thank you for stopping by the production channel. Guys, content like this is coming your way. Keep listening. We appreciate it. And be well. Chatter. Later. The production channel is brought to you by its title sponsors, ShowFlow and Clemco AV. Its platinum sponsors, AE3 Media, John Landsman, Liesel Bala, Jeff Sturgis, and Ashley Davis. If you are interested in becoming a sponsor, you can find information at www.patreon.com/production channel, or you can contact us through Facebook Messenger for a sponsorship packet. Thank you for being a part of this community. Everything we do is to make this industry better for those in it and those affected by it. We want to help you produce the best show ever, your life.